Welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, August the 19th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's life. I wish you God's goodness. And I am so grateful that you are here with me as we break open the word, uh, particularly again. This week, we're going to break open the first reading and the gospel for this Sunday's 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time. So for those of you who like to follow along or to spend time in the Word yourself and read it, uh, we are going to look at Isaiah chapter 66, verses 18 to 21. So that's, uh, we're virtually at the end of the book of Isaiah at that point. So that's third Isaiah. We could talk more about that later if we wish to, but maybe not. So almost at the end of Isaiah 66, 18 to 21, then we'll go to the gospel, Luke chapter 13, verses 22 to 30. Again, always look for a thread, and you're going to see that kind of tie these together. It's going to, it's going to jump out at you, I, I suspect. Um, even more importantly, uh, what I invite you to do, as I have done these last few weeks, Open yourself before you hear the Word of God, during while you hear the Word of God, after you hear the Word of God, whatever works for you. But open yourself and simply say, okay, Lord, uh, take root within me. Um, may, your, may your Word find uh, a home, find purchase, find uh, uh, a soil, good soil. And again, look for a word, a phrase, or an idea that strikes you. Just trust God with it. Trust the Spirit's working through that word or that phrase or that idea, and then just sit and chew on that. That's how that word, that's how we chew on that. So again, my friends, let's break open God's word. Isaiah 66, 18 to 21. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, I know their works and their thoughts. And I come to gather nations of every language, that they shall come and see my glory. I will set a sign among them. From them I will send fugitives to the nations, to Tarshish, Put, and Lud, Mosach, Tubal, and Javan, to the distant coastlands that have never heard of my fame or seen my glory." And they shall proclaim my glory among the nations. They shall bring all your brothers and sisters from all the nations as an offering to the Lord, on horses and in chariots, in carts, upon mules and dromedaries, to Jerusalem, my holy mountain, says the Lord, just as the Israelites brought their offering to the house of the Lord in clean vessels." Some of these I will take as priests and Levites, says the Lord. My friends, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay. A word, a phrase, an idea. (laughs) And there was a lot right there. Well, let's get to our gospel. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus passed through towns and villages, teaching as he went and making his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, will only a few people be saved? Jesus answered them, 
Strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. After the master of the house has arisen and locked the door, then you will stand outside knocking and saying, Lord, open the door for us. And the Lord will say in reply, I do not know where you are from. And you will say, we ate and drank in your company, and you taught in our streets. Then God will say to you, I do not know where you are from. Depart from me, all you evildoers. And there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. When you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourselves cast out. And people will come from the east and the west, and from the north and the south, and will recline at table in the kingdom of God. For behold, some who are last will be first, and some who are first will be last. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> This, this gospel, it can be wonderful and scary, right? Because Jesus, he really does. He brings both sides of it. And he says, listen, people are going to come from everywhere. I mean, right, that's the thread, right, that we see from Isaiah. I mean, where it says everybody's going to stream to the Lord's holy mountain um, uh, from, from Tarshish and, and Put and Lud and, and Javan and all those places we've never heard of. And, and Jesus uses that same imagery. He says, hey, they're going to come from the north, south, the east, and the west, and we're recline a table. All of that, we think, this is fantastic. This is great. This is really good news. But that's only after we get through Jesus saying, hey, you know, we got shut out here. I think you accidentally locked the gate, and you didn't mean to because I'm on the wrong side of it. And I'm knocking, and he says, Joe, I've never known you. I mean, those words should send a chill through us, right? I've never known you. Depart from me. Oh. And, and we see in the kingdom of God, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets, and we cast out. That imagery, I, I don't, I don't want to say what it should do, but for me, that imagery shakes me. So what is our God getting at? Again, I can only do my best to guess. As I always say, that word, that phrase, that idea, if, if the Holy Spirit puts something in your heart from, from the word that we just read, you chew on that. If it did not, let me see if I can help with that. And if I can't, you know, I, I, um, listen, the word of God always carries the power. I'm going to do my best to see if I can make, help make sense of it. Um, let's start, well, where do we start? Let's start with this. Let's start with the gospel. And Jesus is going through towns and villages. He's making his way to Jerusalem, okay? His, his face is set like flint. That's Mark, I think. But I love that imagery. He's, he knows what his mission is. Again, we talked about that last week, right? Integrity. We know whose we are, and we know who I am, and, and I'm integrated, and, and, I, and I accept who I am, and I accept what my mission is and what the, my gifts are uh, and where they are from, and that's the only way that we are 
people of integrity, women and men, right? Uh, it, that we are integrated into the one uh, in whose we are and whose mission we, we walk. And that's what Jesus is doing. He set his face toward Jerusalem because he is a man of integrity, a person of integrity. He knows where he's walking because he knows whose he is and he knows what his mission is. And someone asks him a leading question. Lord, will only a few people be saved? Now, that whole question of what it means to be saved, oh, that could be a podcast all on its own, right? What does that mean? What does that mean? I mean, so quickly, I think we just go to, who's going to get to heaven? Who's going to get to heaven? You know? Hmm. And, and maybe, maybe, you know? But I think that's really, uh, what did, what did uh, Teresa of uh, Avila say? All the way to heaven is heaven, right? Um. Or as uh, Richard Rohr, who's no doctor of the church. I love Richard, don't get me wrong. But, but comparing him to Teresa of Avila, Avila um, is, you know, where he says, um, uh, what we do now is, is what we do later. What we choose now is what we're going to choose later. We're choosing uh, the kingdom of God now, or we're not choosing the kingdom of God now. And I think that's what Teresa meant. All the way to heaven is heaven. That it's not just a hereafter thing of, okay, how can I get in there then, whenever that is, that, that I die or you die, you know? But, but what are we choosing now? And if indeed that's the case, which I believe fully, by the way, what we're being asked is, um, who of us uh, are, are known by God now and know God now? Because that's really the question. But that's not the question this person's asking. This person's asking, Lord, will only a few people be saved? It's a question of numbers. It's a question of, hey, uh, you know, who's getting in? And, and I assume I'm part of it because I'm asking the question. Uh, and who are the good guys and who are the bad guys? Who are the ins and who are the outs? Who, on whose side do I want to be? I want to be a sheep, not a goat. How do I do that? What, I mean, really, let's just give it to me straight. Okay. And Jesus, as Jesus often does, I would say always, but that's probably not the truth, often does, is he doesn't give a straight answer. He talks about, listen, strive to enter through the narrow gate. For I tell you, and here's the, the I want to I emphasize, for I tell you many will attempt to enter but not be strong enough. Brothers and sisters, we do not gain the kingdom of God on our own. We do not gain the kingdom of God of our own efforts. If we rely on our own strength, here's one thing I know to be true. You and I will not be strong enough. Now these are Jesus's words, not mine. Strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. And then he goes into that imagery of uh, the door being locked, etc., that, that scary imagery. But then he comes back again to this, and people will come from the east, the west, the north, the south, and will recline at the table of God. That's the best news. Our God's table is open, and it is open to all, A-L-L capital, all. For behold, <laughs> some who are first will be last, and excuse me, some who are last will be first, and some who are first will be last. If all we're thinking about when we hear that is, how do I get to heaven? 
oh, I've got to be last, so I've got to serve people, so I best start serving them, because really, what do I want to be? I want to be first, and it's all about me getting in. I'm really still at the very center, and God is not, right? God is not. God is saying, I, I believe, again, I believe God is inviting us into relationship, and that's the narrow gate. Okay, now I'm going to point back to the first reading to corroborate what I'm saying. And let's start at the beginning. Uh, This is Isaiah. Now, it's always God speaking through. You know this is big time when they say, thus says the Lord. So these are God's words through the prophet Isaiah. That's what he's speaking to the, the Hebrew people. And he's saying, thus says the Lord, I know their works and their thoughts. Stop right there. I know their works and their thoughts. And if all I'm trying to do is be last so I can be first, you know what? God knows my works and my thoughts. What are they? I want to be in where everything's good and I'm still the center. And God would say, I don't know you. Not because he says, Joe, you're a bad guy. But he's saying, you didn't know me. And I didn't know you. You didn't give me your heart. We didn't share that sup. We didn't share a dinner. We didn't share a relationship. You were focused, Joe, on you and you getting in here. And you tried to do it on your own strength, even though it was blessing a lot of people. It was still all about you. And I don't know you because I know your thoughts and I know your works. There's a story when I was doing a little bit of research for this. I didn't make it up. But there's a story that goes something like this. A woman was incredibly generous with her money and the plaques of the church, the stained glass windows and the altar and, uh, and the statues reflected this generosity that she had. And she got to the kingdom of God and one of the angels met her and they started walking down the boulevard of God and they were walking by the mansions in heaven and she assumed that one of those would be hers and they kept walking and they walked to where they, they got to be a little less and there were some nice houses and, uh, and she assumed then one of those would be hers and they kept walking to more middle class homes and, and she thought one of those certainly would have to be hers and they got to the end of the line where there was a one room shed and the, the angel said, this is yours. And she said, I can't believe it. I, mean, I, I, I don't understand. And, and he says, listen, we did the best we could with what you sent us from your time on earth. What are the things that we do? What, what are the driving forces? What goes on in underneath, my friends, uh, that drives the actions and drives our lives? That's what God knows. God knows our works and our thoughts. And there, my friends, is, is, the, is the, the key, I believe, about this reading, saying to us, um, what is it that, uh, that goes on underneath? And how do we invite um, the workings, the spirit, the presence, the, the vision, the motivation, the unity uh, of a relationship with God to direct our mind, our vision, our hearts, our actions, our thoughts, our words, our, our, our hearing, whatever it is. 
And of course we're going to do it imperfectly. And of course we're going to do it in fits and starts. But how do we give over a heart? Because really that's the only question. Brothers and sisters, the good news that we hear today, and indeed is good news, is that our God is inviting all of us, all of humanity, bar none. Remember, you know, and, and again, if, if you think this is just Isaiah 66 saying this, this should be no surprise. I'm going to go back to Isaiah chapter 2, right? In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest mountain and raised above the hills, and all nations shall stream toward it. Not just the Jewish nation, all nations. I mean, okay. So that's number one. Then we go to Isaiah chapter uh, 25, right? On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will provide for all peoples, not just some, not just the righteous, not just those who are in the ins and not the outs, but all peoples. And what is the defining action that separates the sheep and the goats, that separates the, uh, the, the church from the non? It is not attendance. I, I mean, we could come to God and say, Lord, Lord, uh, you know, you know me. You know, we, we, what did the gospel say today, huh? Um, you know, we, uh, we, we, oh, let me get it directly rather than me guessing. Um, we ate and drank in your company and you taught in our streets. It'd be like us saying, Lord, we, we went to Mass every Sunday and, and, and I, I received First Eucharist and I received First Confession. Uh, and, and Lord, I, uh, you know, I, I did this or whatever it is that we stand behind. You know, I, I went to the holy days of obligation. And God will say, I didn't know you. And you didn't let me, or, or you didn't know me. We didn't, we didn't, hearts didn't speak to heart. Because that's what I need. And, and I think, my friends, that's what our God is inviting us to. You know, it's not a question of, um, hey, I, I belong to the, to, the, to the right faith. And I'm not trying to be Mr. Relativistic here, okay? That, hey, it doesn't matter. Everybody's in. It's all the same. You know, whatever. No, no. Um, I, I, I believe, I, I mean, listen, and I'm not going to get so into the weeds here because there's far more to say about this. Um, but, uh, you know, Vatican II had two wonderful documents, one on ecumenism, one on our unity with um, uh, churches that are not of the Christian faith. And, and effectively, it says this. Now, forgive me if I'm, I'm saying it poorly, but it says effectively the church, meaning the Catholic faith, does not reject anything of that is true in other faiths. That God is always bigger. I, I mean, to use uh, Francis's imagery, it's, it's a big umbrella. And don't, don't, don't make God less than God is. God is, it's a big umbrella. Let God be abundant. Let God be generous. This is the best news. But what God will do, well, he invites everyone. He invites everyone. But he invites, I, I mean, ultimately the decision is ours of are we willing to do the hard work, which is giving our very being to God. And not trying to, to be concerned about outer show and how do I get in and how do I focus on me and how do I look good here or am I doing the uh, minimum requirements our God I mean it indeed is hard work it is a narrow path only because our God invites nothing less 
than all of us. I want to conclude with this, uh, this uh, you know how two weeks ago I did Joan Chittister, last week I did Alice Camille. I'm going to just read a line from Mary McGlone. She writes um, a, a column every week in the National Catholic Reporter, which is just wonderful. And here's the last line she said about this gospel. And this, I think, is exactly what it means here. It's not how many will be saved. He's asking whoever it was, asking the wrong question. Lord, will only be a few be saved? And, and the magnanimity of God will not be uh, quantified and certainly won't be, um, you know, with, with small walls. It's not how many will be saved, but how many will let it happen to them. Brothers and sisters, I owe you a podcast on what that means, that idea of salvation and what that means. And maybe that'll come sometime. And I'll just give my thoughts, which are far, you know, it's far beyond me. But at this point, how many of us, you and I, will allow ourselves to be made new by the love, the mercy, the magnanimity, the abundance of our God? That's, that's the narrow gate. All our God wants is all of you. And all we need to do is say yes. Let's pray. And we begin, my friends, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fourth luminous mystery, the transfiguration. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Bless you, my friends. Have a wonderful weekend and a blessed week ahead. May you be filled with every good thing. Be well and God's peace.